Welcome, my fellow nerds and squares. We are a political this radio. And give me a second, because we about to go live on Instagram. And we about to talk about, you guessed it, the Royal Rumble. You ready? Welcome, everybody, to Nerd Square Circle. Or political list, excuse me, couldn't get it on Nerd Square Circle. Anyway, this is actually, right now, it's going on freaking Spotify, and it's going on Apple, it's going on Google, and whatever else, freaking Bear Share. Is it going on Bear Share? Whatever the case is. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble. I apologize about the lighting beforehand, because the lighting is shit, but that's how I roll. I had a bad day at work, so I'm freaking spreading my mind. Anyway, the Royal Rumble is coming up. Who is going to win the 2021 Royal Rumble tomorrow? Well, what time is it? 10.23 p.m.? Tomorrow, the Royal Rumble will be here. Who is going to win the Royal Rumble? Any guesses? I have a guess. Everybody's going to win the Royal Rumble, apparently. Ace Lone Wolf, she told me personally, she's going to win the Royal Rumble. I told this to Pretty Black, and Pretty Black told me, quote, unquote, Unbelievable. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. And he's going to shoot everybody in the Royal Rumble, too, when he gets there, apparently. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. No, let's, let's let's be honest, folks. We're not winning the Royal Rumble anytime soon. But you know who is going to win the Royal Rumble? And this is my pick. This has actually been my pick for quite a few years, and it still hasn't happened. And I know it's going to happen because he's got the money in the bra- bank briefcase. And I guarantee you, he's going to ca- he's going to lose the Royal Rumble, cash that motherfucker in. Excuse my language. The very next night on Monday Night Raw, and the Miz is going to win the Royal Rumble. He's going to cash his money in the brief, uh, bank briefcase in and lose, but he's still going to win the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you, this is my pick, and I'm solidifying it now. The Miz is winning the Royal Rumble, hands down. Now, on the female side, who's going to win? You really want my pick? Let me take a swig of this beer. Let me take a sip of my Steve Weiser real quick. I'll tell you who's going to win the female Royal Rumble. Isn't it obvious? Becky Lynch. She never lost the fucking world title. She never lost the women's title. She gave it up to Oscar. Now, you got, if I'm not mistaken, Sasha Banks. And you got freaking Bailey that's walking around with the title. I don't know who is going to freaking, who she's going to face. But in my opinion, I honestly 110% believe that... Becky Lynch is leaving the Royal Rumble the winner. I think, in my opinion, because there's a lot of rumors that are going around right now saying that, um, oh, excuse me, Daniel Bryan is going to win the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan's set to win the Royal Rumble. Apparently, that's the rumor, but we're hearing it from people who aren't WWE. You know what I'm saying? I honestly believe that they're only putting it out there that Daniel Bryan is going to win the Royal Rumble because it makes sense, right? Miz has the Money in the Bank briefcase. Miz is freaking just awesome, no pun intended. His promos, he's, it's second to none. You cannot touch the Miz's promos at this day and age. The Miz couldn't go at it with The Rock or Stone Cold. The Miz couldn't even fucking go at it with Hardcore Holly. No offense to Hardcore Holly, that's my dude. But Hardcore Holly can't cut any promos. Back in the day, the Miz couldn't even touch freaking Hardcore Holly when it came to promos. You know what I'm saying? The Miz is so sufficient right now. The Miz is winning the Royal Rumble. And it goes hand in hand because remember, the Miz is supposed to be a heel. Now, Wrestling Psychology 101. A lot of people know this who are hardcore professional wrestling fans. WWE, in my opinion, purposely puts shit out there. So when their, you know, their main feud, I guess you could say, or whatever the case is, or their arch enemy, or their their nemesis, or whatever you want to call it, in my opinion, they put it out there on the strength, so Daniel Bryan's the last one eliminated, and, and I guarantee you, it's going to be between The Miz and Daniel Bryan, and then you got freaking, um, what's his name, John Morrison, He's going to freaking jump in, get involved somehow. The Miz is winning the Royal Rumble. Don't be surprised if Otis runs out and tries to freaking grab his briefcase back. I'm calling it right now. I am calling it right now. I'm sorry. Whoever don't like it, in my opinion, the, the Miz is definitely winning the Royal Rumble this year. 
Now, who is The Miz going to face at the Royal Rumble? That's the question. Uh, excuse me, at WrestleMania. I apologize. That's the question. So you got to look at the title matches at WrestleMania. You got uh, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, which is crazy because Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania. I don't know who he's going to face, but uh, you have Goldberg there. If it was anybody else, I would have been like, yeah, Drew McIntyre is definitely going to Mania. But no, um, WWE leans on freaking Goldberg for some reason. Don't know why. In my opinion, I don't know why they lean on Goldberg. Because, yeah, the Goldberg is great in WCW, but you got to realize, he was so structured that WCW led him to the title. And this, obviously, is professional wrestling. It happens with every champion. But I'm saying Goldberg, in my opinion, Goldberg is lost without direction. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think it's a bad idea for WWE to keep fucking giving Goldberg a title shot. Give him another title shot. Give him another title. Give him another title. Let him run through Brock Lesnar. Yeah, let him run through the former UFC freaking champion, the former AAU champion. This guy is legit the real deal. And you're going to let Goldberg freaking run through him. And I mean that sarcastically. But honestly, you're going to let Goldberg freaking run through Brock Lesnar. Are you kidding me? This dude's like 60 years old, and everybody's bitching about Sting being too old to wrestle. I mean, Sting is injured. Sting is injured. But let's be honest, what can Goldberg do in WWE? What can Goldberg do? I'm not going to lie. I would rather see Goldberg in AEW than see him in WWE. Because what can he do? Honestly, it's a fresh start for him if he goes to w, uh, excuse me, AEW and does his thing. I think he'll shine there. I don't think, it did, and this is just my opinion, I don't think it was good for Sting to go to AEW because it's Jim Cornette. Not to drop names, don't know him personally. Will probably never, ever, ever, ever meet him in my life because he hates New York. Thank you, fucking asshole Vince Russo. But he hates New York, and I blame Vince Russo for that, and the traffic, and, and uh, most of the people because people in New York, they could be dicks. And Jim Cornette, he seems like a laid-back guy and just doesn't want to be bothered. But anyway, that's another side of the story. The thing I'm trying to say is, Jim Cornette got it right. As much as you hate the motherfucker, he got it right. Honestly, Sting does not fit in AEW. He could show up, oh yeah, it's nostalgia, it's nostalgia. The only problem is, what is he doing? Is he dropping a promo here? That's like, that's like back in the day, right? Remember in 2000, 2003, right? Leading into way into like 2005, almost, almost, almost 2006, if I'm not mistaken. The problem is, what would Stone Cold Steve Austin? All he was doing was dropping promos and Stone Cold stunners. Yeah, that's great. It's nostalgic, but after like the third time in like four months, you're like, okay, what else is he gonna do? He's not gonna have a match, and everybody knows that. He said himself, yeah, I'm done with wrestling. I, I'm not gonna have a ma- another match, and good for him. Honestly, good for him. But my question is, what exactly is Stone Cold going to do in 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006? Besides ride a freaking uh, a four-wheeler around and stun people and cut promos. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is just my opinion. Obviously, I'm not in the wrestling business. As I said before, I'm a mark like all of you. Get over it. We're marks. We're not in the wrestling business. If you're in the wrestling business... Then I'm not talking about you, because you know more than I do about the wrestling business. For the most part. Some of you are idiots. Just saying, people are idiots. But for the most part, if you're in the wrestling business, you probably know a lot more than I actually do about the wrestling business. Now what I'm saying is, in my opinion, if Stone Cold would have came out twice a month, twice a month, give him every other week. Either on SmackDown, either on Raw. Don't put them on both shows. Put them on SmackDown. And then two weeks later, put them on Raw. Then three weeks later, put them on SmackDown. Now, if he's the commissioner of Raw, you could do like they did with Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney, in my opinion, they did him freaking perfect. He acted exactly like the quote-unquote... Excuse me, drinking. Quote-unquote president of WWE or president of anything else. I honestly think as much as people did not like Jack Jack Tunney, I think Jack Tunney did a freaking stunning job. Because he literally like I the one thing I don't understand about Jack Tunney and I I freaking did a podcast about this before. WrestleMania six. 
Hogan versus Warrior, and I went through the whole spiel about the Royal Rumble and how I understand why Perfect didn't win the Royal Rumble, even though it was Hogan's freaking BS that freaking had Perfect lose the Royal Rumble. I already explained that in uh, a few podcasts ago about how I understood because if Perfect won the Royal Rumble, guess what? One of the last few guys, if if I'm not mistaken, one of the last two or three guys in the Royal Rumble was Warrior and freaking Hogan. Maybe the last five guys were still Warrior and Hogan. It would have been one thing if Warrior was eliminated, like, I don't know, like number 15 or 16 guy eliminated, and Hogan was eliminated like number 25 or something, and then Perfect won the Royal Rumble. But no, if Perfect would have won the Royal Rumble, he would have been in there with Hogan. Now, he dumps Hogan out. Hogan's the world champion. That's just, that's that many eyes off of Hogan versus Warrior. That's that many people who actually fucking saw that and said, holy shit, they're going to fight at WrestleMania, I'm telling you, and then it's Warrior versus Hogan. That's, you're splitting the audience right there. You know what I'm saying? Because Perfect, even though he was a heel, Perfect was just that. Perfect. All pun intended. I honestly think it was a great decision, Not, and I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for saying this. Fuck that. It was a great decision not to have Perfect win the Royal Rumble, in my opinion. Because that sets up... Should Hogan have won it? Uh, Warrior could have won it, in my opinion. Warrior, But then again, psychology of professional wrestling. If Warrior won the Royal Rumble and Hogan got freaking eliminated, guess what? Why would Warrior have uh, 30 guys in the ring? Well, he didn't go through 30 guys. Nobody... They're fighting 30 guys. No, unless you come in at number one, you're not fighting... Or two, you're not fighting 30 guys. Let's, Let's be honest. So all that is fiction to begin with. Nobody's fighting 30 guys unless you come in at number one or number two. But back to what I was saying. Okay. If Warrior would have won the Royal Rumble. And then go ahead and freaking defeat Hogan. At WrestleMania 6. Do you know that what that would have done to Hogan's career? Honestly. Warrior got eliminated by Hogan from the Royal Rumble. Warrior's the Intercontinental Champion. But Hogan is still the World Champion. You know what I'm saying? And they built it up so perfectly. I'm not a Hogan fan. I'm not going to lie. Back in the day, I loved me some Hulk Hogan. You know what made me a wrestling fan? And this is the God's honest truth. When Earthquake squashed Hulk Hogan. As a kid, I was like six years old, if that. I had to look at the time. I was like, okay, it's Saturday. It is one o'clock. Next week, well, the next day, I had to watch wrestling. (laughs) I had to find out if wrestling was on Channel 5 in New York, Fox, at 12 o'clock. And then the next week, I had to watch wrestling again. Because I wanted to see what happened when, when uh, the aftermath, the freaking earthquake squashing Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? So, in my opinion, yeah, that, that's what made me a wrestling fan. But I personally, I was a Warrior fan. I was a Savage fan. I was not really like, it's a, a freaking a Hulk Hogan fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay... Let me break it down to you guys who don't understand. That's like listening to music, right? Everybody can listen to a Beatles song. Everybody loved it's the fucking Beatles. Everybody loves the Beatles. How could they go wrong? I could think of a few reasons, but how could they go wrong? Honestly, all joking aside. With that said, does that mean the Beatles are your favorite rock group? No. I ain't never listened to the... I listen to the Beatles. You know, I like a lot of their songs, but that that's not my favorite freaking musicians of all time. That's honestly... Hulk Hogan, in my opinion, is equivalent to the Beatles. In my opinion. So I honestly think, like, psychology-wise, I when they... When uh, Bruce Pritchard, I believe it was Bruce Pritchard, actually, was actually freaking uh, talking about the Royal Rumble and why Perfect didn't win the Royal Rumble, even though he was set to win the Royal Rumble. I understood. Unless they were going to make the main event at WrestleMania Six, Perfect versus Hogan, Perfect was not going to win the Royal Rumble. With all due respect to Perfect. Orange juice, even though it's not... So, this year in the Royal Rumble, Becky Lynch will be winning, in my opinion. Becky Lynch will win the freaking Females Royal Rumble. She's already gave birth. It's been a couple of months now. What, a month or two, I think? I mean, because you got to realize, though, when, when, when women give birth, 
um, for all you fathers out there should know this, obviously, and obviously every woman should know this, when women give birth, okay, there's a lot of things that are going on with their body directly after birth, so I can understand, like, within the last month if she gave birth, I don't think she would be a participant in the Royal Rumble, or if she did get into the Royal Rumble, she's not going to be, like, he that heavily featured. They'll show clips of her entering, and, oh, yeah, this is her throwing a hook shot, and... A, a, a German uppercut, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's about it. She'll be eliminated if she gave birth within the last six weeks. No disrespect to any female out there, any woman out there, any ladies out there. It's it's just pure science, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, every female knows this, and every father should know this. Because it's, once you give birth, there's a lot of things going on for the next six to eight weeks, you know, with the female body. With that said... Health class aside, now that health class is finished, with that said, in my opinion, I, unless Becky Lynch gave birth within the last six to eight weeks, if, if she gave birth over six to eight weeks ago, Becky Lynch is going to show up in the Royal Rumble. And guess what? She's going to win the mofo, hands down, in my opinion, because remember, once, I, once again, I said before, Becky Lynch never lost. The world, uh, the WWE title, the women's title, or the Raw Women's Champ, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. She never lost it. She gave it up because she was pregnant. Now, here's the thing, though, that I realized, too. I should, and I did the math on it, and if I'm not mistaken, okay, I believe Becky Lynch was like two months pregnant when she gave up the freaking WWE Championship. Which means for that two months, she was freaking, literally, like, she was wrestling and getting body slammed and getting thrown into shit for, like, two months straight before she freaking retired. Because, well, not retired, but left, you know, because she was giving birth. But she was, like, two months pregnant. Like, that's a lot of freaking, that's a lot of, obviously, I don't think she knew she was pregnant until freaking the day she freaking, you know... But regardless, the point of my story is, holy smokes. And when was this? Um, Asuka won the Royal Rumble. No, Asuka didn't win the Royal Rumble. Or did she win the Royal Rumble last year? No, she won the Royal Rumble a few years ago. Uh, Charlotte Flair actually won. Run the hell was that? Charlotte Flair actually won the Royal Rumble last year. And I won. No, 2020, right? If I'm not mistaken. Or whoever the fuck it was. No, it might have been Becky Lynch. No, I think it was Charlotte Flair. And she last eliminated Shayna Baszler. Or Baszley. Baszler. In my opinion, shouldn't have happened. Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. Just like John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. Why did Charlotte Flair need to win the Royal Rumble? She's Charlotte fucking Flair. Just like John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. You do realize you have two shows, right? He's John fucking Cena. He doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. But yet, he won the Royal Rumble. Just like Charlotte Flair. When she won the Royal Rumble, I'm like, why? She's Charlotte Flair. She doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. You're automatically going to give her a title shot regardless, based on who she is. By the way, I love me some Charlotte Flair. I think she's great. I don't think she's the almighty freaking female wrestler in WWE, like the queen, like she claims she is, or WWE claims she is. I honestly don't, I personally, I don't think she should have had as many title reigns as she, as she has. Because I honestly think, and take nothing away from Charlotte Flair, she's great, she's unbelievable. But I honestly think that Charlotte Flair herself, I think freaking, honestly, I think, Be uh, not Becky Lynch, excuse me, I think Bailey, who's doing a phenomenal job right now, should have been in that position. Or Sasha Banks, or even freaking Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair. Don't get me wrong. Did you see her backflip? Anybody seen Charlotte Flair's backflip? Holy shit. She does a backflip like nobody's business, man. The only time I've seen a backflip that freaking good... Or a reverse somersault, I believe that's what they call it. A revert, it's a fucking backflip, come on. But the only, in my opinion, the only people, there's only two people who could do a backflip like a motherfucker. And if you don't like my language, you can always turn it off. You already know this is political this. That's how we do. You don't like the language, turn it the fuck off. 
Charlotte Flair and Shawn Michaels. When you see a fucking backflip from anywhere, it's Charlotte Flair and Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry. Name another person who could do a backflip like these. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What was her name from, uh, I think it was NXT, if I'm not mistaken. Just recently. Somebody let me know. What was her name on NXT just recently, actually? She was actually freaking, uh, it was like a 380 somersault into a freaking back dive. Or Everybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Because that's been like the highlight of freaking Instagram for like the last two weeks. Everybody knows. I forgot what her name is. Somebody please tell me. I didn't even pay attention to the name. I saw what the fuck happened. I'm like, holy shit. That is nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was crazy. It was like a freaking reverse 480 somersault back flip into a back dive into a back splash and look it up. Now that that chick, she's going places. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that Bianca Belair was actually freaking uh, supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Actually, let me bring the lighting over here. I'll grab another beer, light another smoke. I'll be right with you guys in a second. Let me grab another beer, though. I got something about Bianca Belair. Hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Like, no, literally. I'm recording this on my phone. That's what I do. Ugh. All right, back again. So, Bianca Belair, right? Somebody tell me how great Bianca Belair is. Bianca Belair is fucking great on top of great hands down hands down you cannot knock Bianca Belair the thing is okay I don't think they're doing enough with her hair Steve Weiser hold on Woo! oh hell yeah or should I do it in my stone cold voice oh hell yeah Anyway, I don't think they're doing enough with... I saw last year's Royal Rumble when they freaking tied Bianca Belair's uh, hair to the freaking rope. I thought that was phenomenal. Holy shit. I believe they tied her hair or they, they did something with her hair. But I think, yeah, they can do so much with her hair. Right now, she's just like, you know, twirling it around and flipping it around. But I honestly think they could do so much with her hair. Imagine a last man standing match. Oh, excuse me, a last woman standing match. But now that I'm saying this, I guarantee you it's going to happen within the next freaking six months at the most. You heard it here first on Political List. Guarantee you six months at the most. Bianca Belair is going to be in the last woman standing match. And she is going to lose because they will legit, whoever the fuck she is facing... Because Bianca Belair is a face and keep her as a face. Do not turn her heel. And we're going to surprise the fans and turn Bianca Belair hero. Heel. Hero. Hero. A hero heel. Like Stone Cold. But no. It's, do not please WWE. Do not freaking fuck with Bianca Belair. Do not turn her heel. Do not have her freaking cut her ponytail or some stupid shit like that. Wait for that shit. Take advantage of her fucking hair. Because that shit is so beautiful. You ever seen Bianca Belair's hair? Fuck that shit. She's got some beautiful... It's only one long ponytail. But that shit is beautiful as fuck, man. Let's be the, the real talk. That shit is beautiful as fuck. Last man standing match. She's going to have her hair tied to something. Either it's going to be like wedged underneath the ring or underneath the announce table or somewhere in the back. Or just shit, maybe they'll just freaking tie it to the freaking entrance ramp. And that's going to be her not getting able to stand for the last man standing match. Because as long as her hair is, I honestly believe. It, I Okay, this is political this, so we can be open about this. I don't think that's her hair. If it is, that's a one long extension that they got connected to her hair, okay? With that said, they're going to shorten that shit. So her hair is long now. It's like the Andre the Giant philosophy, or Kane even. They're so tall that they can have lift in their shoes to make them an inch or two bigger. You would never notice it. Because it, they, they, don't make the, they make the soles bigger, 
but they shortened the coloring of the soles, so it makes it look like the soles are like maybe that big, uh, like a quarter of an inch big, but in reality, the soles are that big, but they color it to the point where it looks like it's only that big. You know what I'm saying now? If you don't get what I'm saying, I can't help you with that. Because that's the best way I can describe it. And I think that's actually what they're going to do with B uh, Bianca Belair. I think they're going to shorten her hair. Because her hair is so long to begin with, you're not going to notice the difference. That shit will be tied to something. And she will lose a last woman standing match. I, It might be at WrestleMania for the title. I don't know. Because remember, there's two championships going around. What's the feast of purpose of the fucking Royal Rumble, doesn't it? If I was in the freaking Royal Rumble, wouldn't I, like, I would wait to the end and just <clears throat> eliminate, get purposely get myself eliminated, and then go on freaking Raw the next day or SmackDown on Friday, and be, hey, I was the last one eliminated. This person's from the opposite competition. I get a title match. They didn't have to fucking fight your ass to fucking get that title match, did they? Did they? You get what I'm saying now? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, smoking cigarettes is bad for you. Do not inhale tobacco. It's actually really bad for you. The only reason I actually do it is because I have an addiction. I cannot stop smoking tobacco. And for all those people who have actually quit smoking cigarettes, I commend you. My heart goes out to all of you. Honestly, 100%. I love you guys. If you were able to stop smoking cigarettes and stop tobacco use on your own with no help, God bless you. And my heart goes out to everybody who has emphysema and problems because due to freaking cigarette smoking or whatever else. My my heart goes out to you guys. I'm, I apologize. You know, I'm sorry to hear that. But tobacco use is bad. So when you see me smoking cigarettes, just know tobacco use is bad. I can't stop smoking cigarettes because I have an addiction to cigarettes. They're not giving me any parade anytime soon. They're not going to send me to rehab anytime soon. There's not going to be no help Dave stop smoking cigarettes freaking GoFundMe shit anytime soon. You're addicted to cigarettes, you're pretty much fucked. They'll wait. They'll wait till you have a fucking disease or something. Then they'll want to freaking come out with the ribbons. Then they'll want to have a parade and all that shit for the, for the fucking disease or the sickness or the illness or whatever that you have. There is not one person in this world who's ever had a parade for them because, or a ribbon, because they're addicted to cigarette smoking. You don't go to rehab for that. And that's what I actually tell people. Like, Why do you keep smoking? Because there ain't no parade for me. There's no ribbons. I, I, They can't send me to rehab for smoking. Trust me, if they fucking send people to rehab for smoking cigarettes, which they should, because they send people to rehab for smoking marijuana. So if they send people to rehab for smoking cigarettes, I would be the first one to sign up. Let's go. Well, insurance ain't caught. I'll pay for it myself. Or you can just put me in debt. Don't give a shit. Cigarettes are bad. I've been smoking. Okay. A lot of you not realize, may not realize I'm old as fuck. Okay. I'm 37 years old. As of October 2020. Thank you. Yes, I know. Grandpa. Uncle Creepy. Whatever you want to say. I have been smoking, however, unfortunately, since I was about 12, 13 years old. Do the fucking math. That's like 24, 25 years compared to the fact that I'm only 37. You know what I'm saying? Smoking is bad. Don't smoke. It's an addiction. It's disgusting. It's horrible. If I had the choice, I would go to rehab. But they ain't, like, once again, they ain't no rehab for cigarette smokers. Back to the wrestling situation. Oh, by the way, here's actually a fun fact. Marijuana has actually been proven to halt the growth of tubers. Yes, they don't stop tubers or cancers, but they actually have been proven to halt the growth of tubers. Marijuana has actually uh, been proven to actually freaking... It doesn't cure nausea, but it prevents nausea. You ever woke up with a fucking hangover throwing up all over the place? Take a small, not a big, take a small puff of that marijuana cigarette. The marijuana. Take a small puff of the marijuana. One marijuana puff. I bet you you'll be doing dishes and cooking breakfast in 10 minutes. Don't take that marijuana. Do not do not take that one marijuana puff. Bet you you'll lay in bed all day puking your guts out. See what I'm saying? There's a difference. 
So let's get back to professional wrestling, because I know you guys are watching this like, what the fuck is he giving us health advice for? Well, I'm giving you health advice because this is political this, so I have to give you guys health advice and some freaking, some sort of advice. I was trying to actually do this on our other freaking um, Instagram channel, Nerd Square Circle, but I was not able to, unfortunately, because I don't have enough listeners. So if you guys are listening, subscribe to Nerd Square Circle. On Instagram. This way, I can actually do my live freaking chats and videos on Instagram on Nerd Square Circle. I don't want to go on political this because what I'm saying has nothing to do with politics. You know what I'm saying? It just so happens that's my other channel that's letting me do this because I have enough followers. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. God bless all my followers, by the way. Is Jackie still one of my followers? I hope she is. She's so cool. Steve Weiser, three-time Royal Rumble winner. Now, let's get back to professional wrestling and the Royal Rumble, and it's WrestleMania season. They still haven't brought up WrestleMania, though. All they brought up was the fact that it's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania is around the corner, but it's the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, no offense, but... If Royal Rumble's big, it's supposed to be big. Me personally, within the, within the last few, okay, with the exception for the last two, maybe three years, when they introduced the female Royal Rumble, and I personally, I thought, wow, that's really going to be too much. That's two Royal Rumbles. Who the fuck wants to see that? Like, let's be honest. When you get like the Royal Rumble is freaking great, but how many people, right? About Number 14, number 15 enters, and already you're like, oh boy, can't wait till number 25 enters, at least I know it's towards the end, because it gets fucking boring as fuck sometimes, honestly, the Royal Rumble really gets boring as fuck sometimes, because it just lags on, and it's just, just I think the people that, because there's so many, okay, first of all, there's 30 people in the Royal Rumble, second of all, you got two Royal Rumbles in one night, this is 60 people, Literally 60 people. WrestleMania, I don't think, has 60 fucking people. And one person, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's one person that actually freaking books at least one Royal Rumble match. Even if it's two people that book one Royal Rumble match each, you're still dealing with 30 people you have to freaking all in a line. It's not like, okay, these two people are going to fight, and then that match is over, and then these two people are going to fight, and then that match is over, and then we're going to have tag team match. No, you keep going and going and going. I think the problem with the Royal Rumble is, I think they, whoever's booking the Royal Rumble, or whoever's up to book the Royal Rumble, in my opinion, I think they just book it on the fly. I honestly think they sit there for about two nights and this is perfect. No, it's not. This is the Royal Rumble we're talking about. You know how many people you have to deal with? I would have had the Royal Rumble freaking smack dab. I would have had the Royal Rumble done freaking like four months ago. In my opinion, I would have had it done four months ago. And as time goes by, then you can edit. Then you can say, okay, this person sucks. Thought they were going to be good. Let's leave this person here. This person's horrible. This person is really catching on. Even though four months ago, they were horrible. Then you could just switch it up from there and just take this person, put it there. Take that person, put it there. You know, I don't think whoever books the Royal Rumble does that. I just think they just put it all together and, oh, that sounds great to me. Because you're dealing with so many fucking people to begin with. Heads, the Royal Rumble that freaking Roman Reigns won, okay? Daniel Bryan, when he got eliminated, the fans were pissed. Now, WWE should have taken into consideration, like, hey, if Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns, imagine that, a freaking, uh, uh, a meme for Roman, Roman Reigns dresses freaking, a Wayne, what the fuck is his last name? Garfunkel? Wayne Garfunkel? Is that his name from Wayne's World? Whatever his name is. Imagine freaking Roman Reigns dressed as Wayne's World. And they call him Roman Waynes. Whatever the case is. When Roman Reigns won the, won the Royal Rumble, that's a fucking tongue twister. <clears throat> I, 
the WWE not realize like yo once World Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan is re-entering the Royal Rumble. He's coming back to action. If he gets eliminated, what do you think is going to happen? Like common sense. What happened when freaking Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan in like what nine seconds or fifteen seconds or however many seconds it was? Fans were pissed, and that was the opening match. So, of course, the rest of the show, they, they were going to be pissed off the rest of the show. And the night after, and the week after, and the week after, and the week after, and the month after, and the week after, and the month after, and the week after. You get what I'm saying, right? In my opinion, they honestly should have left Daniel Bryan to fight Roman Reigns. Just so fans, let's go, Daniel. Roman sucks, and all that other shit. The moment Daniel Bryan is eliminated, guess what? Roman Reigns won. Boo all you want. He won the Royal Rumble. He's going to WrestleMania. Had they have left, in my opinion, once again, Daniel Bryan to be eliminated last, the fans were happy. The fans would have been happy as a motherfucker. They would have been happy as a pig and shit. The only problem is, you eliminated Daniel Bryan so fast and so soon, or early, excuse me, into the Royal Rumble, that the fans just didn't want to see the rest of the Royal Rumble. How did you not think that that was going to freaking, it was going to go wrong? How did you think that was going to work out perfectly? No. Leave Daniel Bryan for last. Because guess what? They got their emotions up. They're pissing themselves. They're wetting themselves. They're all freaking, whatever you want to call it, over some Daniel Bryan. Guess what? Bam! Roman Reigns eliminates Daniel Bryan. You were going to boo him anyway. But at least you went home happy. Because you thought, up until the end, up until the end, you were happy. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were happy the whole time up until the end. And I guarantee you, me as a wrestling fan, I would have walked out and went, Motherfuck, that was a good show. But fuck. But that was a good show. Everybody's going there to see Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble. And guess what? Uh, halfway through the Royal Rumble, he gets eliminated. Nobody gives a shit about the rest of the Royal Rumble. Because their boy just got eliminated. Eliminate him at the end? Guess what? They're going to sit there and they're going to cheer. And they're going to wet themselves to the end. Then he gets thrown out. They can boo all they want. Royal Rumble's already over. Fuck them. Common sense. Sorry, I'm, I'm a huge professional wrestling fan. I, the psychology alone, like I just love to pick apart the psychology of professional wrestling. Because I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, hands down. Let me take like a 30 second break real quick because I need to relax something freaking drink a beer. By the way, thank you guys for watching. Um, also, Shawn Michaels, right? Both feet must hit the floor. Anybody realize that that only came into play when the year that Shawn Michaels actually won the Royal Rumble for the first time? When Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog started off, British Bulldog at number two, and Shawn Michaels at number one, right? Anybody realize that they only implicated both both feet must hit the floor the year Shawn Michaels wins? And then lo and behold, only one of Shawn Michaels' feet hit the floor. Therefore, you're a winner. And I was like, wait, what? Because I didn't see it on pay-per-view. I'm not going to lie. I did not see it on pay-per-view. But I heard about it, like, the very next day, and I'm like, wait, what? This this makes no sense. And then I actually saw the pay-per-view, and I'm like, one of their feet have to touch the, the two, both of their feet had that? That's fucking bullshit. I mean, let's be honest, folks. Does that make any sense? If you're eliminating somebody, you're eliminating somebody. The moment you hit the floor, you're out. In my opinion, your hand can hit the floor. You're freaking... Pinky ring finger can hit the freaking floor. You're eliminated. You touch the floor. You're out. Now the steps, I mean, that's up for debate if anybody touches the steel steps. But the moment you hit the floor, you're out. Doesn't matter if it's one fit, foot, and one feet. One foot, one fit. Doesn't matter if it's one foot. Doesn't matter if it's your hand. Doesn't matter if it's a freaking uh, piece of your hair. Guess what? If your nose touches the floor, you hit the floor, you're eliminated. 
doesn't happen like that in the Royal Rumble, which is weird, which is weird too, because listen to this. I know that the Royal Rumble and the Battle Royal, for the most part, it's not for the most part, but it's somewhat different, as in not 30 men are in the ring together. It's order of elimination and order of entrances and all that shit. But in the Battle Royal, does both feet have to touch the floor in the Battle Royal? No, they do, right? Wait, wait, was it the Royal Rumble? Somebody correct me. Was it the Royal Rumble or was it a Battle Royal on Monday Night Raw when Jerry the King Lawler actually entered and he's hopping around on like one foot or some shit like that? I I, I think it was a Battle Royal. Correct me if I'm wrong. It might have been a Royal Rumble. I remember there was one Royal Rumble or Battle Royal that Jerry Lawler hit under the ring. Which I was like, yeah, that's... That's funny. Why haven't they done that? That's my question. Why haven't they hit anybody under the... Okay. Picture everybody's wrestling this, that, and the third, right? The music hits and... Who is this? It's number 30. Oh my God, it's Brock Lesnar. If there's eight people in the ring, the majority of the crowd, myself included, is going to be freaking interested on Brock Lesnar's entrance. The cameras are going to be focused on Brock Lesnar's entrance, right? You can automatically have somebody, especially now since there's no fans in the crowd, have somebody slide out the ring during his entrance and hide under the ring. And then no, have the freaking commentators just not even pay attention that there's one less person. Because guess what? The average fan, if not the majority of fans, aren't even going to realize, unless that's their favorite, favorite, favorite wrestler, they're not even going to realize that that person freaking is hiding under the ring. In their opinion, they're going to look at the freaking match like I always do. Hey, hey, what the hell happened to this person? They tried it with Rusev. The only problem was they were live in front of how many people? They didn't have no Rusev hiding under the ring. He was right there where everybody that's in the arena can see it. That's why when they thought, when you thought, the fans, that Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble, and then they had Rusev come in, they are already chanting Rusev's name before he even entered the ring, because they already knew he was there on the floor. Have one of the biggest entrances, whether it's Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Gilbert, sorry, I'm not calling him Goldberg, I, he's Gilbert to me. Enter the ring, and while all eyes are on him, have that one person, especially now, like I said, because there's no audiences, there's no fans, unfortunately, have him slide right under the ring. And when it's all said and done, and there's two people left in the ring, or even one person, do it like they did the British Bulldog. And this is just me freaking fantasizing about freaking matchmaking and booking and shit like that. Have him like they do the British Bulldog. Do it correct this time. This person's hanging out in the ring. Yeah, he won. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar. Let's use him as an example since I've already used his name like six times in the last five minutes. Have him win the Royal Rumble. Oh, God. Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. Music's playing. The bell already rang because nobody realized that this motherfucker's under the ring. They didn't pay attention to it. As soon as Brock Lesnar gets on the freaking the middle rope, have that motherfucker slide right in, toss his ass over. No, what the hell is this? Make it a spiel, too. Fuck that. Make it a spiel. Let the freaking people freaking start checking the cameras and the, and the monitors and what the hell is it? Have everybody freaking up in arms. What the hell is going on? Who the hell is the winner? What's going on? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen. And then they freaking the winner of this bout, like they did Shawn Michaels, and don't explain it. Let him show it on the free. There's no crowd. Remember, there's no crowd. There's no reason to explain it. Introduce him as the winner. Let people get pissed off and confused. Then show him. Then. Then show him the clip of him sliding under the bottom rope and hiding under the ring. Whomever that person may be. I'm sorry. Like That's the ultimate freaking... That's the ultimate win. In a battle royal, not even a battle royal. In the Royal Rumble, that's the ultimate victory. The ultimate finish for me. Especially since there's no crowd there to chant that person's name. You know what I'm saying? Even if the regular crowd at home is watching and they realize... Let's use Rusev as an example. Obviously, he's no longer in WWE for a while now. But let's let, use him as an example. If there's like Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns and this person and that person... And throw a big freaking... Like, throw a John Cena or a Triple H in there too. 
just so people freaking keep their mind on John Cena or Triple H. You know what I'm saying? No offense to Rusev. Rusev, excuse me. But the moment freaking the camera pans right to freaking Brock Lesnar walking out, bam, slide under the ring. Guess what? There's too many big names in there anyway. People aren't going to realize that Rusev is freaking hiding under the ring. In their mind, well, they're shitting on Rusev anyway. He probably got eliminated. Th those who do catch on. Those who do catch on. In my opinion, I think like 80 to 90% of them will realize, like, yeah, I think they eliminated Rusev. Wasn't he in here? The other 20% will be too stoned that they don't even realize that Rusev was in the match the whole time. Have him freaking throw up Brock Lesnar at the end of the match. He's hiding under the blah, blah, blah. I'm only using both of these names as an example. I don't mean have Rusev in the world. He can't even because he's not in. He's in AEW now. Hold on a second. Steve Weiser. But yeah, that would work perfectly. Honestly, this year in the 2021 Royal Rumble. Think about it this way. Would that not work perfectly with the Miz, think about how much heat he would get. How much and it's good heat, not bad heat. How much heat he would get. How much hate he would get. And he's got freaking uh, Morris in there to freaking back him up too. You know what I'm saying? So the, the money in the bank briefcase, his feud with Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan WWE is quote unquote like rumoring Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. I love you, Daniel Bryan. Don't think you're gonna win the Royal Rumble this year. I honestly think this year it is finally going to the Miz. Once again, I don't think the Miz is going to win the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. I honestly believe the next night on Raw or the week after or the week after that, that's when he's going to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Because he has the briefcase. What is he going to do? Walk around the championship and the briefcase? Well, he could. He could. Holy shit. The Miz could actually do that. He can damn well do that. He, he will be, if I'm not mistaken, he'll probably be the first person to hold the Money in the Bank briefcase and the WWE Championship at the same time. The Miz can actually 100% do that. And the Miz is the man to pull it off. I'm so I hated the Miz, and everybody, if you listen to my earlier podcast, you already know I hated the Miz. He was not fit for the wrestling business, in my opinion. They pushed him so hard only because he was a uh, surreal reality freaking star, like a reality T. He was on fucking Road Rules or, or or freaking what was it, the Real World. That shit is corny, honestly. And the Miz came in, and even the people in the locker room, from what I heard, just didn't like him. They didn't want him around. I understand. He wasn't supposed to be there. He would... Even if he was supposed to be there, he didn't pay his dues. Hands down. They gave him a chance. He's fucking up his lines. He couldn't have a good match. The only thing he could do is freaking... Rooster or whatever the fuck he was doing when he first came out. Remember when he had the shorts and all that shit? And the fucking... The faux hawk? Yeah, he sucked, bro. He was corny. And they pushed him to the moon. And then once he won the WWE Championship, because he cashed in his money in the bank briefcase, which I thought, yeah, okay, you can give him the money in the bank briefcase, but don't give him the WWE title. It's not his time yet. Like, the, the fans will know. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Do not give this guy the... And they gave him the title. And like I said, I said this in... Uh, I said this. I said this in an earlier podcast, and, and this is my honest opinion. I think WWE pushed Miz because he was getting so much heat, but I think they confused bad heat with good heat. Like, a lot of people want to talk about X-Pac heat. Okay, you can have X-Pac heat, and then you can have early Miz heat. That's a big difference. This is somebody nobody wanted in the wrestling business. They did not want him around any titles. They did not want him around them, because he didn't pay his fucking dues. That's it. You are on a reality show. I'm not, I'm not talking about the real world. I'm talking about freaking... What What the hell was The Miz on? That freaking... Um, I think it was Tough Enough. The Miz was on Tough Enough. Dressing in a freaking uh, dress and freaking all that shit. No offense to anybody who dresses in a dress. That's, you know, your shit. But they put him in a dress just to put him in a dress. He doesn't like wearing dresses. But they thought it would get over and he did it. You know what I'm saying? Good for him. He did whatever he had to do to get over. <clears throat> but when it came time to being in public, when it came time, you remember that? Hold on a second. When it came 
time, oh, sorry, I'm just reading off of my, my wrist. When it came time, The Miz couldn't perform. And people fucking hated him. But, like I said, in my opinion, I think that the WWE took it as, Oh, man, they're booing him. They hate him. Let's push him to the moon. <coughs> Not realizing, and I think it was Vince McMahon's decision. I think he had a freaking whatever moment he had. I think they freaking pushed the Miz because he had bad heat and they confused it with good heat. What should have never happened? What should never have happened? Now, if you would have asked me about The Miz, I would have told you the girl that The Miz is one of the best fucking, the most polished, the most polished professional wrestlers in WWE right now is The Miz. He is probably the most polished if you ask me now. The man is on point with his wrestling, with his, he's just flaunting himself. He's got like, the most hottest wife on top of that. You know what I'm saying? And the dude's a heel. Holy moly, the dude's a heel. And his wife is freaking like diamonds. That alone tells people, I hate this fucking guy. I fucking hate this guy. He's got the hot chick. I hate his face. I hate his Kermit the Frog eyes. I hate his promos. I hate... Th th that's good heat. That's when people hate people, or a specific wrestler, for no reason at all. For no reason at all. The, the Miz has got it fucking made. And I, honestly, in my opinion, I think WWE is missing the boat when it came to The Miz about two years ago. They need The Miz to win the Royal Rumble. You know it would be great? Now that I thought about it. Okay, picture this. As of right now, Natalia Neidhart, which I love to death. I think Natalia is so underrated. I think WWE also dropped the ball on her. She should have, in my opinion, she should have held more titles than Charlotte Flair has held. And she's been in the freaking WWE itself. Not in freaking, you know, training and not in independent circuits and all. WWE, strictly Raw or SmackDown. She has been for years on out, well, well over a decade. Why is Natty Nyhart not getting her due? I love me some Natty Nyhart. Honestly, if you ask me who one of my favorite female wrestlers is right now, besides Bailey, it would be Natty, Natty Nyhart. Natty Daddy. It would be Natty Nightheart. Because I honestly think she's phenomenal. She's a class act. She's just so fucking great in the ring. She knows what she She's such a professional. She should have been freaking, literally, I, in my opinion, she should have been like eight-time freaking women's champion by now. Not at a Charlotte Flair rate. Because I think they pushed Charlotte Flair too fucking fast. And I think she's just... Uh, her charisma and, uh, and honestly, I think everything about Charlotte Flair, in my opinion, is about to run out. I think she's just about to burn out. Because Ric Flair didn't win nine fucking world titles or 11 world titles or how many fucking world titles you gave freaking Charlotte Flair. Ric Flair never won that in freaking one year. He never won that in two years or four years even. Are you serious? You had to build that up. But no, WWE didn't do that. They're like, oh yeah, within a span of two or three years, let's give her ten world titles. Like, no. No. Like, it's, uh, what? She has to work for that. I mean, Charlotte Flair is great, but to how many people are on her level? Compared to Ric Flair. When you had, like, Ricky Steamboat that was on his level. Harley Race was on his level. Who else was on Ric Flair's level? I'm waiting, honestly. It was a select few, that's it. Charlotte Flair, no offense to her, she's great, and I love me some Charlotte Flair, I think she's great. But I don't think she's as great as WWE pushes her to be. I think the, the problem is, like I said, there's Bailey, there's Sasha Banks, there's freaking Natty Nyhart, my favorite besides Bailey, that are on her level. And she's just destroying them, and she's nine-time champion. And like, so what happens four years from now? 
You know what I'm saying? This goes back. Excuse me. This goes back. Um, how do I put it? You're pushing somebody way too fast, way too soon. This goes back to the old saying that the door or the window, let me phrase that, the window of female professional wrestlers is so small to begin with. Mickey James, God bless her. She should be in so many Hall of Fames on the fact that her as a female wrestler or as a lady wrestler or whatever you want to call it, She's been freaking legit. She's been this constant. You know what I'm saying? From WWE. From when she was wrestling Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. Something Christy Hemme couldn't do the year before. That was a horrible match. Did you guys see it? So you go from that. Then you go to WrestleMania. Christy, uh, excuse me. Trish, Trish Stratus was the face. And Mickey James was the heel. That all reversed. Because of the crowd. Not because of WWE, but because of the crowd. They were cheering the hell out of Mickie James. Then she went to TNA. She was holding shit down in TNA. Now she's back in WWE. She's just, you know, getting people over and that's that. But uh, come on. I, I think WWE is fucking up when it comes to the uh, the women's freaking uh, wrestling. On the strength that you got Natty Nightheart, you got Mickie James. You have these two, probably the best workers ever in the business. Ever in the business. Fuck Moolah. Ever in the business, these two best. And I'm going to I'm gonna touch on Moolah in a, few, in a few seconds. I'm going to touch on her in a few seconds. Don't get me wrong. You got all these freaking viewers. Uh, excuse me. All these freaking uh, female wrestlers, right? Natty Nightheart and Mickie James holds shit down. Great workers. Fans freaking love them. No matter what they're doing, fans will get behind them. They hold shit down. And for WWE to look at them, but, well, let's just give it to this person, because we're trying to get them over. Like, no, you got these freaking superstars here, and you ain't done shit with them. Mickie James, back in the day, yeah, they were doing shit with her, but she returned, and like, alright, well, just go feud with them or something. And I'm like, how the Fuck, is she not women's champion again? Mickey James is not women's champion again. How long has she been? When's the last Mickey James? Can anybody answer that, please? When is the last Mickey James World uh, WWE World Title or or even any any women's championship knockout championship? When was the last time she held any championship? And that's fucking sad. Cause she deserves it. And the sad part is people don't realize, right? How did Bret Hart get over? Honestly, how did Bret Hart get over? He defeated Ric Flair. He had to defeat somebody to get over. You know what I'm saying? Ric Flair put Bret Hart over. And, you know, the same thing as Hogan. Hogan had to go through how many people? Freaking Andre the... Hogan, first of all, had to go through Andre the Giant before he even got over. Hogan was big, but he wasn't Hulkamania big. WrestleMania 1, shit was tough because it was WrestleMania 1. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. WrestleMania 2, still cage match against King Kong Bundy. A lot of people like to hate on Bundy and hate on the match and hate on WrestleMania 2 itself. I think WrestleMania 2 was a great WrestleMania, in my opinion. But Hogan still wasn't at the peak of his career. You know what I'm saying? He was still at the beginning. The moment he faced Andre the Giant... He was over. He was made. What happened after that? Next year's WrestleMania, Macho Man Randy Savage. Next year's WrestleMania, Ultimate Warrior. Which, in my opinion, should have been Warrior versus Savage for the title. And then Hogan versus Slaughter in the career-ending match. Because Hogan's still getting his semi-main event. Keep Warrior and Savage there. Fuck that shit. I, I know, in doing so, obviously, Slaughter ain't gonna win the world title. Uh, you could have gave it to him before, you can give it to him afterwards, whatever the case is. I honestly think WrestleMania 7 would have been freaking humongous had it been Savage versus Warrior for the title. And then Hogan versus Slaughter, career-ending match. Honestly, I think 
WrestleMania would have been humongous had that have been the two fucking main events or semi-main events. The fact that Hogan's back at WrestleMania said, did, did anybody realize uh, at WrestleMania 8, Hogan got the shit booed out of him. He got booed like a mofo. Did, if you don't believe me, okay, watch the, the end of freaking Royal Rumble 92. When Flair won the Royal Rumble, right? Once Flair makes his way back to the locker room area, watch the reaction. Hogan's doing his little freaking hand thing, and people are booing the shit out of him, okay? You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it at the WWE Network. People are absolutely booing him. Sid, who WWE thought was going to be a heel over this, he did the same thing. Mocked Hogan. Guess what? Every fan in there freaking stood up and started clapping and cheering for Sid. Hogan tried to do it again. They booed the shit out of him. Hogan's career was done. I think Vince McMahon didn't realize, hey, man, you, you shoved him down everybody's throat. Because once you do that, Charlotte Flair, no offense, once you do that, there's only so much you there's only so much further you can go. Because once you start milking it and shoving down everybody's throat, eventually people become sick of that shit. Hands down. And nobody wants to see that shit anymore. Hogan did that at WrestleMania 1. Before WrestleMania 1. Now it's WrestleMania freaking 8 coming up. And I'm talking about 92. WrestleMania 8 coming up. This is 7 years. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Fabulous Moolah. I told you I was going to talk about it, right? See, a lot of people have things about Fabulous Moolah. She set people up. She was a piece of garbage. In my opinion, she was. She was a piece of garbage. If if Moolah was so great, okay? Yeah, she held the championship for 20 freaking 8 years, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that, right? She put a lot of females out because she had her old wrestling school. The only problem is, how many females did she actually teach to wrestle? Like, let's be honest. They sucked. They were horrible, with exception for, like, Velvet McIntyre, right? And freaking Sensational Sherry, and, like, one or two other females. Moolah put a lot of females down. Held a lot of females down, but she also put a lot of females down. What I mean by that is she put a lot of females over, at least tried to. The only problem is she didn't teach them shit. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, it's like, Fabulous Moolah is not the greatest. No, she, she isn't. Because all these females, she didn't hook anybody up. She used them. She had them fucking drugged. She had them sleeping with people. All that shit. Okay, pretend none of this ever happened. Pretend, let's just pretend for a second. Moolah never did the dirty shit that she did. Would she still be the greatest women's champion of all time? Or the greatest, you know, women's wrestler of all time? In my opinion, no. I don't care if she had the title for 50 years. Moolah sucked. She was not that good. The only reason she was on top is because, um, I'm sorry, she fucking controlled women's wrestling. That's it. That's the only reason she was on top, because she controlled women's wrestling. Let's be honest, folks. I'm sorry. Moolah was not that good. She was horrible, actually. And she was a horrible trainer. How many people did she put on? Like, a lot. The only problem was they never went anywhere because Moolah didn't fucking train them to go anywhere. The only thing she trained them to do is this person that's on top, you're going to lose. She didn't train anybody else. Other than that, she didn't train anybody else to do any other fucking shit. That's it. In my opinion, Moolah sucked. Regardless of her freaking, you know, the controversy or not, I thought just Moolah was... At one time, I'm not going to lie, I did think Moolah was like the greatest. But looking back at it now, I'm like, well, what did she really do? She held the title t for 28 years, but people don't realize there was a huge gap in that 28 years where she didn't wrestle anybody. Like, literally nobody. You know, it's like the Ric Flair saying. I forgot who it was, but there was somebody that came out. And so, yeah, Ric Flair is a freaking 16 or 17 time or 132 time world champion. I forgot who said it. He said, but if you look at it during the NWA era, in the beginning, you know, towards the end of the NWA, beginning of the freaking WCW era, who did Ric Flair actually beat? You know what I'm saying? To become champion that many times. And they made a legit point. You got to think about it. 
who did Ric Flair actually beat? They, he didn't beat, like, over-the-top superstars. You know what I'm saying? He was booking himself to win. Or somebody else was booking him to win. Obviously, it's professional wrestling. That happens. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, a Ric Flair is an exception on a strength that he didn't, he wasn't, like, 16-time world champion. He was, like, 27-time world champion. WWE just likes to make up their own rules and their own history. Unfortunately, WWE lies a lot when they try to say, 16-time world champion, really? So he didn't go over to Korea or, or, or freaking Asia. Let me rephrase that. He didn't go over to Japan and lose the title and then win it back at the end of their tour, right? Same thing as Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund wasn't champion for five years straight. I hate to tell everybody, Bob Backlund was not world champion for five years straight. He lost the title and then won it back at the end of the year. Who did he lose it to? Uh, somebody tell me who he lost it to. I think it's shit. I want to say Antonio Inoki, actually. If I'm not mistaken, I think he actually, Bob Backlund actually lost the WWE title to Antonio Inoki, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the very same person that Ric Flair lost the fucking world title to when he went over to Japan and won it back at the end of the tour. WWE and professional wrestling, for whatever reason, just likes to make up their own rules and their own history. Even though it's smack dab, like, right in front of you. Anyway, I gotta take a break real quick. I gotta use the restroom. We will be back. We will talk some more political lists, some more Nerd Square Circle. Thank you guys for watching. Let me